I'm happy that I can be here to help you uh, learn English. I'm super excited um, that you are here. Uh, I think it's awesome uh, that you want to learn English. Again, I don't think English is the best language in the world, uh, but I certainly do enjoy teaching it. Let me check my audio as I always do. Yes, there we go. It looks like everything is working. So how does the Saturday morning live lesson work? It works this way. If you have a question, Todd or Dave will link it in the chat. Um, I'm always not sure where the, I have to figure that out someday, don't I, where the actual uh, chat is. But anyways, Dave or Todd will put a link in the chat. You can use that to ask a question using the Google form. I will put the questions on the screen right over there, right over there, uh, and I will do my best to answer them. Um, again, I want to say hi to all of the people in the chat. I see Rachel and Sajad and Dikshanch and Andres and Yulma and Madi and Aniko and Vinad and Nino. There's so many people here. I can't name all of you, but thank you so much for being here uh, and participating in this lesson. Um, I think I should get started though. I think I should go and find uh, the very first question. Uh, let me see here uh, and let me get that on the screen. Uh, Denny Welker says, hello, teacher Bob. Please, I heard this expression. I would like to know what does it mean to make matters worse? <laughs> so when you make matters worse, um, let's say that someone has a car accident and then when you uh, go to see um, how they're doing uh, and they have another car, you smash into that car in their driveway. In that situation, you just made matters worse. Okay, so it wasn't a good situation already. And now you have just done something that has made the situation worse. So anytime somebody has something bad happen to them, uh, and if someone makes matters worse, it simply means that they they do uh, another thing that makes that situation not as good as well. Hey, just a few things, though, before I get to the next question. Uh, I got to move my chair a little bit here. Uh, first of all, please use the chat for English conversation. Um, it's always awesome when I look over in the chat and I see many of you having little English conversations with each other. Um, and thank you so much again to those of you who have subscribed to my channel. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, there's a red button right here. You can click and you can subscribe. Uh, let me see if I can get the next question. Uh -huh. Let's see. Deekshant says, Bob, please tell us one of your poems today if you remember it. So... A long time ago, I used to do some writing. Um, I used to do a little bit of writing when I was younger. I don't do it anymore. I used to have my writing uh, available to people, but um, I'm not sure I want to deshant. I don't know <laughs> if this is the best place for me to read a poem, but a long time ago when I was younger, I did some writing. The only writing I do now uh, is I write scripts for <laughs> the videos that I shoot. Um, hey, I do want to say hi to uh, Panthera Nori in the chat and Rod VIP in the chat. Um, Rod has a little secret he's not allowed to tell right now, but I will tell you guys on Monday or Tuesday. Well, you might have figured it out by now, but sorry, did I just let the cat out of the bag? In English, when you let the cat out of the bag, <laughs> it means you reveal a secret that you weren't supposed to reveal. Um, let's see here. Next question is from Ruslan. Hello, teacher Bob. How are you doing? One day you said in the live stream that you'd been a web web developer once. Why did you quit it? It's quite interesting and profitable. 
So the reason I stopped doing web development, I actually, as a side job, I helped make web pages for about 15 years, probably. Um, so I taught during the day and at night and on Saturdays, I would um, make web pages. Um, the reason I quit is because the web pages became more intricate. They became more complex and I didn't have time to provide the support. So when I first started making web pages, it was just a, a page on the internet. It didn't do anything. And then people wanted programming and databases attached and it became something where I didn't have the support. Uh, I couldn't give the support that I needed. Um, let's see here. Next question is from we good morning, teacher Bob. Hi, we what is the difference between mind and intervention? Thank you so much and hope you enjoy the weekend. Well, I'll certainly enjoy the weekend. That is going to be a given. Um, this live stream is the last thing that I need to do between now and Monday. So I'm going to enjoy a nice afternoon. But um, when you say to someone, do you mind if I borrow your car? Do you mind uh, if I uh, go and visit uh, some friends tomorrow? Like my kids sometimes will say, do you mind if I go and visit a friend? Basically, they're asking for my permission. But the word mind has a lot uh, of different um, meanings in English. So I don't know if I can do um, justice here uh, explaining it. Intervention is when you, I'm going to use the word intervene, but when you intervene, it's called an intervention. So the most common intervention is when someone uh, is uh, drinking too much alcohol and the family might have an intervention where they meet and they try to convince the person to drink less. So that is what an intervention is. That word as well, though, has many other meanings. Um, let's see here. Uh, Monica is saying, hi, everyone. Hi, Bob. Good morning for all in the chat. Hi, Monica. Hi, Omar. Uh, I have the best boy over there. It is good to see uh, people in the chat having a nice morning learning some English. Let's see here. Um, yes, so Nathan GR. Hi, Nathan. Uh, hello, teacher Bob. How's your day so far? Pretty good so far. Um, could you explain the difference between how do you call this versus what do you call this? Thanks in advance. So the most correct version is what do you call this? So if I didn't know this was a mug, I would say, what do you call this? What's the word for this in English? Um, you can say, how do you call this? But it's technically incorrect. Um, you could say something like, um, so the other day I went shopping. How do you call this? Um, or what do you, yeah, stick with the second one. I'm going to recommend that when I say the first one, it sounds strange. So I'm going to say the first one is the most correct one. Um, I see Loy Nyun saying hi in the chat and Mara Machado saying hi in the chat. Hi and hi to everyone else in the chat. I can't say hi to all 400 of you. There's almost 400 of you, but hello to everyone. Um, let's see. Next question is from Mary. Mary says, hello, teacher Bob. I hope you are doing great. Which is the correct way to say I had, I took, or I got a blood test last week. So thank, and thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I would say either the first or third. So I would say I had a blood test last week or I got a blood test last week. Um, you could say they took blood last week. I went in for a blood test and they took blood. Um, but you probably wouldn't say I took a blood test. Technically, it's not incorrect. Um, like in school, when you take a test, you do say that you took a test. But I would say you would say I had a blood test last week or I got a blood test last week. That's how I would 
uh, say that one. Uh, next question from Fabio from Italy. Fabio says, hi, Bob, what do these expressions, it's your loss and sucks for you mean thanks a lot. So uh, when you say, when someone has, um, let's say someone has, uh, let's see, um, what's a good example of this? Um, if you lose your job, but you were really good at your job, you could actually say to the friend, let me rephrase this. If a friend of yours lost their job, you could say it's their loss. Okay, so I changed your first phrase a bit. If a friend of mine who's a really good worker lost his job, I would say to him, you know what, it's their loss. Basically what I'm saying is that wherever he was working, they shouldn't have let him go, they shouldn't have fired him, or they should not have laid him off. It's their loss. Um, it's your loss, I'm not sure we would say that very often, but definitely the it's their loss we would. And sucks for you just means that's too bad. Um, it's kind of a crude, informal slang way of saying it. Um, like if someone uh, just said, ah, we're out of ketchup and we're having hot dogs tonight, you could say, ah, sucks for you. We also say sucks to be you. Ah, sucks to be you, uh, which means um, basically in a way where we're bugging the person a bit, we're saying that it's not a good situation for them. Uh, Mahmoud has the next question. What is the difference between understand and understood. So I understand your question. If you had asked the question last week, I would say I understood your question. So today I understand your question. Yesterday I understood the question. Tomorrow I will understand the question. So it's a matter of tense. So we're in the past, the present, and the future. We also use the word understood to say that we understand something. So if a teacher says, open your books to page 27 and answer questions one through three, you could say, okay, teacher understood. So it's a short way of saying, I understand what you are saying. Hey, I'm going to stop just for a sec to remind people of a couple things. First of all, don't ask questions in the chat. Please use the chat for English conversations between each other. If you do have a question, please use the form to ask the question. I will try to get through as many of them as possible. Uh, and then lastly, if you are not a subscriber, uh, there's a subscribe button right there. And if you want to support my channel, there is a join button somewhere below that you can use to join and support the work I can I do. Um, let's see here. Vita from Ukraine. Hello, could you explain the difference between to keep and to store in detail? Thank you. So. When you keep something or you store something, it means that you put it in a cupboard or you put it on a shelf. Um, the best example would be food. Okay, so when you go to the grocery store, you buy food. Uh, and then when you get home, you store the food in your cupboard. You could also say you keep the food in your cupboard. I would say the biggest difference between the two is I could say I keep my winter clothes in a box in the winter. Um, and I could say, I store my winter clothes in a box in the winter. Um, and I could say, I keep all of our canned foods in one cupboard. I store all of our canned foods in one cupboard. We use those two words in almost exactly the same way, okay? So I can say, I like to store my winter clothes in a box. I like to keep my winter clothes in a box. I think store is a little more like you're putting it in something um, because you wouldn't say that you store your clothes on a hook. You would keep your clothes on a hook or on a shelf, but you would store them in a box. So 
I think when you use to store, it means you're putting them into something. Uh, let's see here. Next question is from Johnny. Johnny says, hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good, Johnny. Thanks for asking. Could you tell me the difference between take a cup of tea and get a cup of tea? Can I use both the same way? So in Canada, we would say I'm going to have a cup of tea or I'm going to go and get a cup of tea. Okay. We probably in Canada would not say I'm going to take a cup of tea. I think maybe in Britain, you'll want to check this because I'm not a British uh, English speaker. But in Canada, we would say, you know, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to have a cup of tea. At 10 o'clock, I'm going to get a cup of tea from the kitchen. Um, probably the most common thing would be uh, to have a cup of tea. Let's see here. Next question is from Ilian Santos. Ilian Santos. Hi, Bob. Please tell me if this question is okay. Or is there another way to say it? I kind of flip the words there to fix your question. How long do you have medicine for for one month? So it depends on what you're saying. If you are taking medicine, you would say, how long do you have to take the medicine for? I have to take it for one month. Okay. Um, so I think that's what you're asking. I think that when you... Uh, when you have medicine and you have to take it, you usually take it for a certain amount of time. And so I'm pretty sure what you would say is how long do you have to take your medicine for or how long do you have to take the medicine for? Uh, and then the answer would be for one month. Hope that was the right answer, Elian, hopefully. Um, let's see. Yeah, no problem, Madi. Madi is saying, sorry, teacher, but he is asking me how to he can become a member and I'm answering him in Arabic. Thank you very much, Madi, for helping out. Um, I know I say English in the chat only, but if some of uh, my regulars do need to help people in another language, that is awesome. So thank you for doing that. Um, next question is from Anna. Which book do you recommend to use in order to pass an advanced English language exam? Whew, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know a lot about advanced English language exams. I do know a lot about advanced French language exams. Um, and I do know that most exams, most language tests have a reading, a writing, a listening and a speaking component. Um, so I can't think of one book that you should read. But if it is an advanced English language exam, certainly I would look for um, study materials that you can buy that help you prepare for it. So if you're studying for a, a high level IELTS, if you're trying to get a really high score, I would purchase a study guide from Amazon or from a bookstore specifically to help you prepare for that test. Um, and then the second thing I would do uh, is I would hire a tutor online. There are tutors that you can hire via websites like Preply that actually specialize in preparing you for a language test. So um, having a tutor and a good guide would be great. I don't know a book to recommend, so sorry about that. Um, let's see here. Um, Steve, hi Bob. When you're doing live out stream outdoors, you have a large grassland behind you. Do you still call that a lawn? Do you mow, cut, trim? Which verb is correct here? So I can't live stream outside today because it rained most of the morning and it might rain again later today. It might be raining now. It looks very dark outside. So sorry you have the boring computer background today. But Steve, when I do the live stream outside, that is my lawn behind me. Uh, and we mow or cut the lawn. So sometimes the lawn gets long 
so the grass grows really long and then we get the lawnmower out and we mow the lawn or we cut the lawn. We don't often say trim the lawn. Um, some people might say it, but it's generally mow or cut. And I don't actually do it. My oldest son does all of our lawn mowing right now. Uh, Elias Gomez has given uh, me a super chat. Thank you very much, Elias. Hello, Professor Bob. Happy to be watching your class. Thank you. Uh, you are welcome, Elias. And thank you for the support. Let me get to the next question. So the next question is from Alex. Bob, could you pronounce the word rural to me? This is so hard. So first of all, an explanation. When you live in the city, you live in an urban area. When you live in the country, you live in a rural area. So a city is urban, houses really close together, big apartment buildings. When you live out in the country or when you live out in the countryside, it is a rural area. It's even hard for me to pronounce the word rural. To have an R, a U, and then another R right away is very difficult, but it's rural. Um, and we say it really quickly. So I live in a rural area. So you'll, you'll hear it almost just sounds like rural, but it's rural, rural area. Um, where's my tongue when I say that? Rural. It's pulled back and up a little bit. It's not touching the roof. It's rural. It almost is forming... I don't want to open my mouth. It's almost forming kind of a cup and I say rural and I live in a rural area. Um, let me just, uh, yes, let me get to the next question here from Modine. From Modine, we have the question, hi, Bob, how is your day going? It is going really well. Uh, could you please explain the difference between I wish if I were and I wish if I was and which one is more correct? Um, Depends what you're saying. I don't know if either is correct, depending on what you're trying to say. But if I was to say, I wish I were younger, or I, I wish I was younger, they are both correct. One is probably slightly incorrect, but we do say both. So I could say, you know, oh, I wish I were on a beach in Florida, or I wish I was on a beach in Florida, or I wish um, I, wish I were going to the store today. I wish I was going to the store today. Again, I think one of those is grammatically incorrect, but we will say both of them. Um, spoken English, uh, native speakers, when they speak English, break many of the rules. Um, next question from Mikal. Hello, teacher. What, what does the word reconciliation mean and how to use it properly? So I fixed your question a little bit there. What does the word reconciliation mean and how do I use it properly? So when you fight with someone, when you argue with someone, when you are not getting along with someone, in order to start getting along, in order to begin the process of liking each other again, you need to have a reconciliation. A reconciliation is when two people who have been fighting or who don't like each other anymore, they get together and they talk and they apologize and they find a way to work together or live together or be happy with each other again. So a reconciliation is when two people um, who don't like each other much get together and try to like each other again. So oftentimes when a... Uh, a married couple splits up, they will hire a marriage counselor to help them have some reconciliation. Okay, so maybe they want to make the marriage work. They will reconcile their differences. They will try to uh, meet together to do that. Um, 
Next question is from Rofshan Safarov. Safarov. There, I think I got it. Let me have some tea for a sec. What are the most common ways to ask how much something costs? So generally, you just say, how much is this one? Um, how much is this? How much is this? What does this cost? Um, if I buy, uh, so this is $1.99 for one. Could you tell me the price of this? Um, so I used a number of different versions in there. But if I was standing in a store and there were a number of things that did not have prices on them, I would say, how much is this can of beans? How much is this uh, bottle of Coke? Um, what do you charge for a bag of chips? So that's how I would ask. There are many ways to ask how much something costs. Um, let's see here. Next question is from Tom. Tom says, hi, teacher Bob. How are you? I'm good. Um, what is the difference between say, talk, speak, and tell? Thank you so much. Um, this is a tricky one. I'll try to use each of these in a sentence. So I am going to say five different sentences. One, two, three, four. I'm going to say four different sentences. That was the first one, by the way. I'm going to say four different sentences. So I'm announcing that I'm going to say them, okay? When I talk, I like to talk um, slowly and clearly. When I speak, I like to speak slowly and clearly. So talk and speak in that exam in those examples were exactly the same. Um, and then to tell, I am going to tell Jen that I had fun doing this live stream. I'm going to tell my kids um, that they can play on the computer this afternoon. So that's when you indicate that you are going to communicate to someone. Um, so I could also say, I'm going to say to my kids that they can play on the computer. So hopefully those examples helped a little bit, Tom. Um, let me get to the next question. I think I clicked in the wrong spot there. Um, let's see, Bernadette from Belgium. Hi, Bernadette. Hello, Bob. Is there a difference between curtains and hangings? So in my part of Canada, we use the word curtains. We use the word drapes. So curtains and drapes are both things that hang on the window. Can't quite see this curtain. There's a curtain right here. And then blinds are the things that open and close. You have horizontal blinds or vertical, vertical blinds. Um, we do not use the word hangings in Canada. So um, that might be a British uh, word. It might not, I don't know. But we use the word curtains or drapes uh, in Canada. Uh, let's see here. And we should ask Brent. Uh, American English with this guy is here. Brent is here. Brent, do you guys use the word hangings or do you use curtains and drapes when you're talking about window coverings? Let us know in the chat. That would be awesome. By the way, uh, Brent from American English with this guy did a live stream before this live stream. Um, and he is also, I believe, I think he's doing a, a video today. Um, Brent, tell us what you're doing later. I think he's premiering a video, but I, I can't remember if that was someone else or not. I get confused sometimes. But anyways, um, if you uh, want to learn more English, Brent does a number of live streams through the week as well. Um, next question is from Mario. Uh, Mario says, okay, I'm going to correct the question a little bit. What does it mean when a native speaker asks, are you chilling out? I heard that question many times and don't know what to answer. So if you are relaxing, we say that you are chilling out or you're just chilling. Okay, so if you go to a store and you buy a bottle of Coca-Cola and a bag of chips and you're sitting on a park bench drinking your pop or soda, 
or Coke and eating your chips, we would say you're just chilling out. Um, sometimes people just chill out with some friends. That means you're just sitting around and talking. So it's completely the opposite of working or studying or being busy. When you are chilling out, you are just relaxing. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Brent saying that a hanging is something completely different. That that word has a really bad meaning as well. So I didn't think of that off the top of my head. Um, let's see. Next question, though, is from Bento. Um, Bento says, hi, teacher Bob. I hope you are doing well. Could you explain the difference between pull up and pull over? So when you put your pants on, you pull up your pants. Okay. So you put one leg in, then you put the other leg in, and then you pull up your pants. Um, when you pull over... Um, let's see, you could, when you put a tablecloth on a table, you pull it over the table. When you are driving a car and you go onto the side of the road, we say that you pull over. Um, I'm, there's many meanings though for pull up and pull over. I think I only copied or covered a few of them there. Um, so, uh, American English with this guy says, yes, right after this live stream, I have a video about common English homophones. That should be interesting. Um, and then he thanks me for the shout out. Yeah, no problem, Brent. The more people that teach English in the world, the better for everybody, I think. Um, let's see here. Uh, next question. <laughs> I like this question. Abel says, hi, Bob. I hope you're doing great. I am, Abel. Thank you. What's the meaning of the word reckon? For example, in this phrase, I reckon if there's something. Thanks a lot. So it just means um, we use it the same way as I think. You know, I think the garbage truck comes at 10 o'clock on Thursday mornings. I reckon the garbage truck comes at 10 o'clock on Thursday mornings. We don't use the word reckon very often in Canadian English. We do use it once in a while though. And I'll be honest, we sometimes use it when we make fun of our American cousins from the South. Um, sometimes we pretend that we have a Southern accent. And uh, I don't know if, I, hopefully I don't offend any Southerners here, but, um, we sometimes say things like, well, y'all are wrecking that the garbage truck's coming around 10 o'clock. So that's my really bad Southern American accent. Um, so if you use the word reckon uh, in Canadian English, it's usually done in a joking way. And it means, you know, I think or um, that kind of thing. Uh, next question is from Tobias. Uh, Tobias says, hi, Bob. I can understand what people say in English. So remember we did the say, tell, speak. Um, so little correction there. Hi, Bob. I can understand what people say in English, but I can't speak. I would add an it there as well, but I can't speak it. What can I do to solve this? So um, a lot of advice uh, for that. One is start talking out loud as much as possible to yourself. Start reading out loud as much as possible so that you are practicing English. Uh, it is, it's not just about your brain, it's about your muscles in your mouth, learning how to make the words. Um, record yourself and listen to yourself. Watch uh, YouTube videos and then pause and repeat what the person has been saying. Um, and then certainly find an English tutor. Uh, I know that costs money. I recommend this a lot and I know it's hard for some of you uh, to find someone, but if you can go uh, to a website like Preply, um, there's also other websites like Cambly and Italki. Um, you can find someone to have good English conversations with. Um, and you know, I actually, um, even though I am bilingual and my French is pretty good, I actually meet once a week for an hour with someone via Zoom. Um, I meet with someone named Marie 
uh, and we have a French conversation. We talk for English. Uh, sorry, we talk in French for 30 minutes and then we talk in English for 30 minutes. So if you can find someone who wants to do a language exchange like that, that is really, really helpful. Hey, I haven't checked my audio for a while. Let me check it for a sec. I think everything sounds great. Uh, let me get to the next question here. Um, Madi says, hi teacher, what's the difference between fetch and bring? So first of all, fetch, if I say to one of my kids, can you go get um, the wrench from the toolbox for me? If I'm fixing something and I say, can you go get the wrench? I could also say, could you go fetch the wrench or could you fetch the wrench? It means that someone will leave where they are, they'll go somewhere else to get something and bring it back, okay? Um, we don't use the word fetch very often in Canadian English. We actually use it more to describe a game you play with a dog. You play a game called fetch where you throw a stick and then the dog runs and gets the stick and brings it back. So that's a good way to remember what fetch is. Just imagine you have a stick and you throw it and your dog runs and gets the stick and brings it back to you. Um, we would say that the dog is fetching. Notice in both examples, um, I use the word bring as well. So when the dog picks up the stick after I throw it, and then he will bring it to me, okay? So that's a good visual image as well. So the game of fetch is when you throw something, the dog runs and gets it and brings it back. And then the, the second part of the fetching is bringing. Uh, Tung Kiran has become a member. Thank you so much, Tung, for becoming a member of this channel. By the way, thank you to all of you who are members. Um, this is a fun thing to do, but it also is something where uh, for a certain, um, uh, for a, uh, to, in order to do it well, you do need to, uh, you do have some expenses. So it is nice to have people support the channel uh, monetarily, that is that they give money. If you are interested in supporting the channel, there is a join button down below somewhere. And thank you again to all of those of you who are members. In fact, um, we are going to switch just for a moment. Um, let's see here. Um, we are going to switch to members only chat. So every live stream for about 10 to 15 minutes, I usually switch the chat to members only. Members, you are free to ask questions directly in the chat right now. Um, and for the rest of you who are watching, please stick around and just be patient. I will go to uh, chat for everybody in a moment as well. Um, but sometimes it's nice for my members uh, just to have a little time uh, to ask the questions that they have been wanting to ask. Uh, Elias says, we use fetch when we need to download a version of code from the server. Yes, that is true. You use the fetch command. Uh, Madi says, thank you, teacher. No problem, Madi. Um, let's see here. Um, Johan Baril says, thanks a lot, Bob. Have a great day. I will do my best. Um, so here's an interesting one. This is from Z. Um, Z says, hi, Bob. I wonder why there is, is often followed by plural nouns. Uh, there's a lot of questions, people, things, etc. Thanks a lot. So first of all, little correction. You said plural nuns. So nuns are women who live in a convent uh, and it's a religious order. So we want the word nouns there instead of nuns. So plural nouns. Sorry, you made me laugh when I read plural nuns. So plural nouns. So yes, if I say there are a lot of people at the party. I can also say there's a lot of people at this party. 
I wouldn't very often say there is a lot of people at this party, but you will hear people in informal English say there is followed by plural nouns. When you are writing English, you should not do this. When you are speaking English, you may do this. Hey, Jin Park, thank you so much for the sticker. That's awesome of you. Uh, very, very cool. So you'll hear me say it. You'll, you'll hear me say, wow, there's a lot of chickens in this chicken coop or there's a lot of birds in the trees. I might even say there is a lot of birds up in that tree. Sorry, usually we do this live stream outside and there's usually a lot of birds up there. So it's informal, um, it's grammatically incorrect, but English native English speakers, but did I just say English native English speakers? English native speakers do this all the time. Uh, Sam the Taiwanese in the chat says, hi teacher Bob, do you have any special plans for summer vacation? No, Sam. Uh, there, there's not a lot I can do. So my plan is to help Jen on the flower farm, play with my kids, sleep a lot, uh, and make a lot of YouTube videos. So that's the plan. Panthera Nori says, spot on means like as Brent used, boom. Yeah, you can say spot on, you can say boom, you can say that's right. Whenever someone answers correctly, uh, you can use those words. Although spot on is a little more British, I think. Um, Elias Gomez, Professor Bob, could you give us an example using the phrase has gone down the train? Yeah, so um, there are 600 people watching this video. Apparently people still like my YouTube channel, but a year from now, if there were only 10 people watching this video, you could say Bob's YouTube channel really went down the drain, okay? So when something goes down the drain, it means it gets worse, okay? So if something was good and then it gets worse, we would say that it's going down the drain. Uh, let me see here, Rod, VIP, Mr. Bob, is there any difference in reference between about and around? So there are a lot of weeds about my house. There are a lot of weeds around my house. So about, can kind of mean scattered and around would mean a little more in a circle maybe, but they're very similar, uh, definitely. Um, Julia Olise, thanks for a lot of, for great lessons, a lot of information, no problem. Uh, Denis, Lolly Lolly is not here today, am I right? Uh, I think I saw Lolly Lolly here today, uh, earlier, and she's actually got a question a little further down. Uh, let's see here, Johan or Johan Baril, I would like to know my dog is submitted or submissive. Your dog is submissive. If your dog obeys you and if your dog does what you say, you would say that your dog is well-trained. You could say your dog is submissive, but you would more likely say well-trained. Um, let's see here. Lolly Lolly, what's the difference between quick and fast? They are almost the same and we use them the same way, um, but technically fast is faster than quick. Um, so uh, I would say they are the same. You know, I'm going, I'm just going to uh, run really quickly to the mailbox to get my mail. I'm just going to run really fast to the mailbox to get my mail. That would be the same thing. Um, quelle est la différence entre quick et fast? Merci, Bob. See there, I read the question in French. Um, let's see here. Nailed it. That's another version of it. Yes. Boom. Nailed it. Spot on. Um, Kyle Ferreri. What's the difference between usually... And normally they are the same. Like usually I drink tea during my live stream. Uh, normally I drink tea during my live stream. It's just something that refers to something that is ordinary or continues to happen. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm losing track of my questions. Panthera Nori. And can you say bring cheers in someone's life or so you would say you light up someone's life 
You could say that you bring cheer to their life. You would probably more likely say that you bring joy to their life. Okay. So if you are someone who, when you visit your grandma, she just always smiles and is happy. You are bringing joy into her life. You are bringing light into her life. Um, let's see here. Hi, Mr. Bob. What's the difference between radical and fundamental? So fundamental is like the normal everyday version and radical is the more risky version or the less rule based version, I guess I would say. So when you are, uh, when you do something and you do it uh, from a fundamental way, you follow the rules and do it right. When you are a radical and you do something radically, um, you break some of the rules. Uh, Giovanni Seek, thank you so much for the super chat. That is very nice of you. And Luciano Namud, thank you so much for deciding to become a member and supporting my channel. That is very awesome. Let's see here. Elias Gomez, Professor Bob, could you give us an example using the phrase, it's not a big deal? Um, so I would say, let's say my son was driving my van and he hit a telepo telephone pole uh, or a hydro pole. And the van was very, very damaged, but my son did not have any injuries. Um, and he might say, oh, I'm sorry I wrecked the van. And I would say, hey, it's not a big deal. I'm just happy that you didn't get hurt. So when you say something's not a big deal, it means that it's not something to be upset about. Gleb, hello, teacher Bob, how are you? American English with this guy answered you. Thank you for the shout out. What is the meaning of shout out in this case? So American English with this guy, whose name is Brent, um, also has a YouTube channel that teaches English. When YouTubers um, mention another YouTuber's channel, it's called a shout out, okay? So when I say, hey, Brent has a channel too, you guys should watch some of his videos, that's called a shout out. Um, let's see here. Um, Madi says, teacher, how is the weather going today? It's not, it's not a usual to open line. Oh, yes. The weather today is a little off, Madi. So it rained overnight, which is awesome. We had rain earlier this week and we had rain last night. And it's also supposed to maybe rain later today. So I am inside because I don't want to carry all my equipment outside and then, <laughs> and then have it rain. That would not be fun. Uh, Lolly Lolly says, Merci, Bob. Pas de problème. Madi says, Good observation. Let's see. Oh, so Panthera Nori says, Good observation. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Johan Baril, how do you say in French, it's un souci, a person who looked like, um, like a twin or a doppelganger? I'm not sure exactly. Let me do a quick search for a sec for un souci. Um, yeah, I don't know the exact uh, difference, Johan. Uh, sorry, the exact word. But I would say if I meet someone who looks exactly like me, um, you might say, oh, that guy's your twin. Or you might say he's my doppelganger. I think that's a German word from a long time ago. Um, American English talking to Gleb. Yes. Panthera Nori. Money laundering is the same like counterfeit. It's slightly different. Um, counterfeit money is when you make fake money. Money laundering is when you take money from crime and you run it through a business so that it seems like legitimate money. I'm not a great person to ask um, not great at describing or um, sorry, I'm not great at explaining uh, words related to criminal activities. So you might want to read up on that one. Uh, let's see here. Brent says we need rain badly where I live. So Brent lives in Maine. 
and they it sounds like they have not had a lot of rain this summer and when you don't get rain plants tend to turn green by the way i did a lesson yesterday on uh, plants if you want to go to my channel and search for that it is uh, it was a fun lesson uh, let's see here professor bob do you have any easy way to know when to use which or what before a question um so we kind of messed this up for you okay so we could say which uh, which cookie do you want and we could say what cookie do you want which is more correct okay you shouldn't say what cookie do you want it should be which um, but I can't explain all of the details on that one. Uh, sorry, that is a tricky question. Um, Elias, for sure. Um, let's see here. Panthera Nori. Incarceration is the same like jail or prison? Yes. So it's the place or the punishing process. It's Well, it's both. Um, when there is an incarceration, that means someone is incarcerated. Okay. So the act of them putting you in prison is incarceration. And when you describe the person, the person is then incarcerated. Hopefully that made sense. Um, uh, Brent says they use doppelganger in the US too. Yeah. So if you meet someone who's not related to you and they look a lot like you, we say that that is your doppelganger. Um, Kiao Chia, I got to learn how to pronounce your name. Kiao Ferrari. Today is raining in my city in Brazil. It's very difficult to rain here. It was a good surprise. So I'm glad that you're getting rain. It sounds like you needed it. Elias, thanks for answering my questions, Professor Bob. No problem. Um, yes, uh, Susie is like a double. Yes, thanks, Lolly. Hey, let me um, let me get the next question. Let's see here. Okay, next question. Oh, it's not on the screen. There it is. Sundar says, I want to know about like, like, about like rather, would rather, rather than could you please explain oh i can give you example sentences so i would rather be doing this live stream than planting flowers in the mud right now so i would rather i'm giving you two things i could be doing and i'm indicating which one i want to do i would rather be doing this live stream um, that's the best example i could also say i'd rather be doing this live stream than working outside right now because after it rains it can be really muddy, like the ground is muddy and it's really humid. It's very hot outside right now and I'm sitting nicely in an air-conditioned house. So that's that's nice for me. Um, great explanation for money laundering. It sounds, sounds like you know it really well. No, I don't. I've just watched a lot of British crime television, Brent, and that helps me understand a little bit about that world. Um, let's see here. Uh, Panthera Nori, dear teacher Bob, can you say some sentences with go ahead and carry on to be able to feel the difference between them? Oh, um, so go ahead you would use probably before someone starts something. So why don't you go ahead uh, and buy some bread for supper tonight? So why don't you go ahead? So the person isn't doing it yet. So you're saying, why don't you go ahead and buy some bread? So you're saying now is the time to go to the store and get the bread. Um, carry on is usually something it, you've already started something and you might tell someone to carry on doing what they're doing. Now, carry on has a lot of meanings, by the way. Um, but go ahead means to start something like go ahead and start eating lunch without me. I have a lot of work to do. Um, if if my family was already eating lunch and I walked in and they were like, oh, we're eating lunch. Are you going to join us? I could say, no, just carry on eating lunch. I have to finish some work before I sit down and eat. I'll tell you a funny story though. Hey, let me turn the chat back to normal for a sec first. Uh, a funny story about go ahead. Um, on the farm, 
sometimes you have a tractor and you have to back up to hook the tractor up to a wagon. And when I was a kid, my dad used to think it was funny to say, um, if you were on the tractor and not moving, he would say, go ahead, back up. Because go ahead can mean to go forward in a vehicle as well. So it's a little bit of a joke, uh, but he would sometimes say, go ahead, back up. And then he would laugh because I wouldn't know which direction he wanted me to go. Um, let's see, just let me finish off the members only questions down here. Panthera Nori, thank you, Teacher Bob. All of the clear explanations made sense, of course. Uh, awesome, Panthera uh, Nori. And then, uh, let's see here. Yep, okay, good. Let's keep moving along here. Uh, a few more questions to go through. Um, this one might be hard. Irina, hi, Bob. Please pronounce these words. Dour, gratuitous, nonchalant, and lingerie. I'm going to blush when I say lingerie. Different dictionaries give different pronunciations. Thank you. Best wishes from Ukraine. So let me use those again. Dour, gratuitous, nonchalant, and lingerie. Now, lingerie is a tricky one because it has the word linger in it. So it's, um, yeah, there are different ways to pronounce those forms or those letter combinations. Let's see here. Next question from Bin Nguyen. Hello, Bob and all from Vietnam. Could you please give me, could you please tell me the difference between capable of, be able to, and can? Thanks and have a nice weekend. So I am capable of teaching English. I am able to teach English. I can teach English. In some ways, they all mean the same thing. You know, I'm capable of driving a car. I am able to drive a car. I can drive a car. So the simplest description I can give you is that they all mean the same thing. They are very, very similar to each other. Hey, I'm going to pause for a minute. I put uh, all chat back on, but I do want to thank all of my members. Thank you for uh, contributing to my channel and helping me do what I do. Uh, if any of you out there are considering becoming members, there is a join button somewhere below. If, however, you just want to subscribe, there is a subscribe button right there. If you are new here, you should click the subscribe button. I do a new English lesson every Tuesday, a new video, and I do a live lesson every Friday morning, Eastern Standard Time at 8 a.m. And I do a question and answer English lesson like today on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to subscribe, that would be great. Um, let's get back to the lesson. Um, let me find the next question. William, hi Bob, how can I maintain my level of C1 when I don't have much time to speak with native speakers? Do you have any advice for me? Thanks a lot beforehand. So C1, first of all, congratulations on having your C1. That is an awesome level to have attained. I have my B1 and B2 in French. The B2 was hard, so I can't imagine how difficult the C1 test was. But here's what I'll tell you. First of all, you need to find someone who you can speak English with once a week. Um, I think that's probably obvious to you. Um, but I think you really need to. Um, it's like if you like for me, I like to ice skate. I have not gone ice skating for a few winters. So when I try to ice skate again someday, it's not going to go really well. I'm going to be a little bit rusty. So first of all, what language do you speak? And is that language valuable in the world? Um, some languages people really want to learn. So if you speak Spanish or Chinese or Vietnamese uh, or Arabic or Italian, there are languages in the world um, that people really want to learn. So if you speak one of the most popular 40 or 50 languages in the world, 
try to find someone who speaks English who really wants to learn that language. I'll tell you a little secret. There are a lot of retired people in North America and in English speaking countries in Europe and the rest of the world who are a little bit bored right now who would probably love to teach you English while you teach them your language. But I would say for me, I speak French minimum 30 minutes once a week, okay? Um, and then keep up all your other work as well. Do your reading and all that kind of stuff. Uh, next question is from Carlos. Carlos G. Um, how, how are you doing? Little correction there, Carlos. Um, I have big doubts about when use at on in referring to places. Oh, yes. So that is something that will be hard for me to explain quickly um, because we say things like, I bought these shoes at the mall. I went to the mall in a car and I rode home from the mall on a motorcycle. Okay, so it really, it just takes a lot of listening and very intentional practice to learn when to use them. Um, so again, I can put this mug on my hand. That's the simplest form of on. I am doing this live stream at my home, but I can also say from my home. Um, and then, yeah, I'm doing this live stream in my home office. So it's hard to give you a quick, simple way, uh, but just start to um, pay attention to when you hear them uh, and make some notes. Let's see here. Bilal has the next question. Bilal says, hello, sir. Um, I would have had to pay all the debt. What does this sentence mean? So when we start to put a whole bunch of verbs together like that, um, it's a conditional situation. So let me put it this way. If, um, let me see. If Jen has a debt and Jen doesn't have enough money to pay it, um, and if we are talking in the past, I could say last week, Jen, because Jen has no money, I would have had to pay all the debt. Okay. Um, let me rephrase that because I didn't make it conditional. Um, if I said, if last week Jen was at the store and oh, this is a tricky one because it, it's hard for me to come up with an example sentence, I would have had to pay all the debt. Um, if Jen didn't have enough money, I would have had to pay all the debt. Yeah, so it's a situation, it, that's a tricky one, Bilal. Sorry, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it. And I'm just gonna ask for permission to move on to the next question. Sometimes the questions are tricky, right? And it's hard for me uh, to answer them. Um, next question, Farid says, Hello, Bob, I love your channel so much. I want to know why you don't Upload new videos to the podcast. I listen every night while I sleep. So I'm sorry, Farid. I took a week off from making videos. And then I started making videos again. And I and I haven't uploaded anything to my podcast. I will start today, though. Okay? I will make sure that yesterday's lesson is put on the podcast today. And I will make sure that today's lesson is up today. And I do apologize to all of you. About 800 of you a week listen to the podcast. And I... I, I'm sorry, I will put up uh, the audio from this uh, later today. Let's see here. Next question from uh, Daniel the Brazilian. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Bob. What province in Canada do you like the most? I wish I traveled to British Columbia. So I live in Ontario, so I'm obligated to say that I love Ontario the most. <laughs> but if I was to say what my favorite province is, let me say why. I love Ontario the most because I live here. 
I love Quebec a lot because they speak French in Quebec. And I did live in Quebec for about nine or 10 months when I was younger. Um, and I think Quebec is beautiful. When you go to Northern Quebec, it's a very beautiful place. But British Columbia is also uh, an amazing and beautiful province. Uh, next question from Eugene. Hello, can you recommend books for pre-intermediate? Thank you, have a nice day. So generally what I recommend there's two things I recommend for pre-intermediate. One is there's a category of books in English called young adult fiction. These are books written for children and teenagers between age like 11 or 12 to age 17. Um, and generally they're, they're large books. They're, good, they're, they're a good sized novel. Um, but you usually can also read young adult fiction that has later been turned into a movie, okay? So I don't have any off the top of my head, um, but I would highly recommend if you like something like um, The Hunger Games, for instance. My kids have all read The Hunger Games series. So they are, they are novels, um, they are science fiction, um, but you can watch, read The Hunger Games and then you can watch The Hunger Games. So I would look for young adult fiction for sure. Uh, let's see here. Brent says, uh, Celsius because no one uses Fahrenheit. I had to convert. Yes, I appreciate that Brent talks in Celsius in the chat. Although Brent, you'll find this funny. Our house has a thermostat that's in Fahrenheit. So we set our thermostat to around 76 in the summer. But outside, I don't know what the temperature is unless it's in Celsius. So if someone says, it's 82 outside. I don't really know how warm that is. But if someone says it's 31 Celsius, I know that it's very, very warm outside. Um, let's see here. Jose Alberto Aldana. Hi, Bob. Greetings from Colombia. What is the difference between remind and remember? Usually I confu confuse those words. So when I think about something in the past, I remember it. Okay. So I remember last week I did a live stream. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. I remember last week I was really busy after my live stream because I was still uh, full-time teaching at school and I had to do a lot of grading. So when you remember something, it's the act of thinking about something from the past. When I remind someone of something though, it's me telling them about something. So I can remind my kids that I said to be quiet when I'm doing the live stream. I can remind my kids that they should play outside when I'm doing the live stream. Um, some of you would like it if my kids came and said hi, but usually we just let them uh, play while I'm doing the live stream. But they're not allowed to use the internet because I need all of the bandwidth to do this. So hopefully that made some sense. Uh, game Account says, how do you really pronounce Newfoundland? So it's Newfoundland. That's a question coming out of the chat, but we say Newfoundland. Okay, so that person is from Newfoundland. Um, that person is from Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick, and Newfoundland. Um, so we don't say Newfoundland, we say Newfoundland. Did you get that? I've never been to Newfoundland. I would like to go there at some point. Um, Sam says, so is there a difference between using may and can and could when we make a request? So technically, if I say, may I have a hamburger? Could I have a hamburger? Can I have a hamburger? Technically, using can is the least polite, but it has become more and more common. 
Um, and we'll use all of those. So when I go into a restaurant, I could say, may I have a large pizza, a large pepperoni pizza, please? Could I have a large pepperoni pizza, please? Could I get a large pepperoni pizza, please? Can I get a large pepperoni pizza, please? All of those would be totally legitimate and none of them are rude anymore. Um, when I was a kid, I was often corrected. I would say, can I go to my friend's house? And then my mom or dad would say, you need to say, may I go to my friend's house? But now in everyday English, you would just say, can I go to my friend's house? Or can I get a pizza? Um, let's see here. Um, I have to read this question because it has, just let me check. Okay, so let me try to explain this one as best as possible without blushing. Anna Betima says, please, how to tell how to say I am tired and need to go to bed when I have a conversation with a classmate, language exchange, when I said, let's go to bed, he laughed. So you have to be careful in English because if I say, ah, I'm tired, I'm going to go to bed, it means that I'm going to go and lay down in my bed and sleep. If I say to someone, let's go to bed, it means something completely different. It means the other thing that two people do in a bed that isn't sleep, okay? So you have to be careful how you use that phrase. You could say, what time did you go to bed last night? Totally fine. You could say, I usually go to bed around 9 or 10 p.m. Totally fine. But if you say, when you include another person, when you're talking about going to bed, you're talking about sex. I'll just come out and say it, okay? So just be very careful about how you use that phrase. A little tricky, I know. Um, let's see here. Okay, so I can't edit the question and it has a bad word in it. So I'm not gonna put it on the screen. So this is a word from Eduardo. Hi, Bob, good morning, I have a question. I'm listening many times on TikTok and I hear the phrase effing mint. What does it mean? Is it a bad word? So the F word, and you heard me say effing, that's how people who don't like to swear say the word, the F-U-C-K word. I don't like to say that word. Um, but when someone says something is effing mint, it just means that they think it's really cool and they decided they were going to use a swear word when they said it. So that's what you will hear. I believe it's very Canadian, by the way, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, let me get to the next question here. Um, next question is from Fel. Hi, Bob. Hi, Fel. I'm confused with this sentence. I don't know if it's correct. There are a few pieces of dough that were shaped differently. Thank you. Um, so if I was a baker and I was trying to make little loaves of bread out of dough and I would make them all into nice, perfect balls or yes, let's say that, but maybe there were some where they were not the right shape. They were shaped differently, okay? So I'm trying to make them all the same, but there are a few that ended up being a little more square or oval. I would say there are a few pieces of dough that were shaped differently. So that means they weren't the nice round dough that I wanted them to be. Uh, let me get to the next question here. Um, next question is from Rod, VIP IDP from Brazil. After this quarantine is over, what's it going? what is going to be your first destination? Thank you, sir. I think my first destination, uh, I think I said this before, uh, it was going to be just to go see a movie in a theater. But I used to like seeing movies in theaters. But now I'm getting really used to watching movies at home. So I don't know if that's what it will be. I think more likely Jen and I will go to a restaurant and we will go out for dinner. We can do that now. Restaurants are allowed to have people 
uh, come in right now. But I think I would, uh, yes, I think I would go with Jen to a restaurant. And then I think the second place I would go would be to take Jen and all the kids to a restaurant. Um, we love eating at home, but it would be fun to get out just a little bit. Let's see here. Uh, next question is from Amaro. Hi, Bob, I'm 50 and I'd like to go to Canada for studying English and working for three or six months. Do you know if it is possible or if I'm too old? Thanks in advance. I don't think you're too old. Um, I think if you um, have skills that are useful in Canada, you will find it very easy to come here. Um, but I would go on Google and search um, temporary work visa Canada and you should find the Government of Canada website that will tell you how to do that. Hey folks, I'm going to turn the questions off. I'm going to apologize if I didn't get to your question. Uh, it has been one hour. It was really fun. I do want to once again thank all of the people who are subscribers to this channel. And if you are not subscribed, uh, there's a little red button there that you can use to subscribe. Uh, do subscribe. Um, you'll get a notification when I put a new English lesson up every Tuesday. Um, and you'll get invitations to these live English lessons. Thank you again to all of my uh, members, those who have decided to join my channel. Um, and there are a few perks. If you scroll down in the description, you will see the perks that you get uh, if you are a channel member. And thank you to those who have decided to do that. Um, and thank you for being here of this, on this lesson. Um, for this lesson. See, even English natives have trouble with preposition. Remember, there will be English subtitles available automatically generated, but available later today and tomorrow. If there were parts of this lesson you did not understand, just come back tomorrow and watch it again with those English subtitles on and that might help you. Anyways, thank you so much for being here. Um, I saw the number of viewers went over 700 today. That, that was a little bit shocking for me. Um, but uh, yes, thank you very, very much for being here. Uh, and have a great day. I'm going to hit the button that says end live stream now. Um, I, I feel like I should just keep going, but I'm not going to. So let's keep it to an hour. Maybe I'll do a marathon live stream someday in the future where I do a live stream for a few hours straight. Um, but right now, I'm just going to spend the rest of the day um, enjoying myself. Anyways, thanks again. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.